intercepted? Yes, it is. And Columbia has knocked off Harvard for the... To the end zone. Wainwright makes the catch. Touchdown, Columbia. The Lions win it. Welcome into the Captain's Corner podcast. It is Aaliyah Funchell, and today I am joined with Mike. Kyle is on the road. Women's basketball starts tonight. So back like the other week, it was just the two of us. Yeah, a couple weeks we did it in a row. I think this is my third episode this season, so... Happy to jump on. It was a you know a happy recap yeah. for of a big win at Harvard. So the guys were in good spirits and as they're getting ready for for Brown the last road trip of the season. Yeah, um, I'm excited. It's I mean I wasn't at the game. You were, but it was it seemed like it was just so like high energy and just it looked like a great time. Yeah, it was it was you know it it was great to see the defense keep the team in the game because mm-hmm. Harvard was up, but they never the game never got out of hand. And um, you know, they they just stayed in it. They they stuck with the script. You know, they made mistakes, but it didn't cost them. And they got a good break at the end, especially with that last second field goal hitting hitting the iron. And it was great being on the field after the game because we're in position to win. Um, Harvard asked to do a post game press uh, post game interview with with coach if we had won. So I was mm-hmm. out there and seeing the reaction of like Peter Pilling when that ball the ball hit the uprights and everything. Like I've never seen him that animated. <laughs> like he was he was very excited. And yeah, you could see it. it. He wasn't the only one, obviously. There was a great. Um, Great Columbia crowd again. It was almost like it was even bigger than Georgetown. We talked wow. about that too. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really good turnout for the Columbia supporters. And it, just seeing the, the stands, the players, it was just a great moment. And, you know, just to be able to part, be a part of something that hadn't happened since 1995 is, is really special. Oh, yeah. And it's like Coach just said, he's like, you know, it's good that we're getting some of these things out of the record books. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like as someone that I graduated from Columbia, it's just something about Harvard, like where it's just like, it's probably because whenever someone thinks Ivy league, even just for academics, they think Harvard. So I feel like beating Harvard is just like, I don't know. It just is a statement. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, it, it, it ruined Harvard's chances at winning an Ivy league championship. And, um, you know, it's, it, at this point you want to be competing for an Ivy league championship, but if you can't play for one, you might as well play spoiler. And they were able to do that too. So, um, it's, you know, just, it was just a great atmosphere. It was a perfect day. I mean, mm-hmm. 70 degrees in November, Weather, like, yeah. you know, and again, selfishly working out of an open air press box. I was thankful for that. It's an open air press box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh. there's some, there is a little bit more enclosed than I was led, led to believe, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, you're kind of out there in the elements uh, wow. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so <laughs> that was a perfect day then. Yeah. But yeah. I'm excited to talk, have the guys on here and um, see yeah, we, what they have to say. We covered a lot of to- topics today. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be really interesting. Uh, you know, good, some good hot takes and good, some, some good fodder going in. So yeah. uh, we hope you enjoy. So with that, we're going to go to a quick commercial break and we'll be back with the guys. We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a friend, Coca-Cola the official beverage of the Columbia Lions. JAG-1 Physical Therapy is a proud partner of the Columbia Lions. With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities, allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. The JAG-1 team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. 
visit www.jag1pt.com. That's J-A-G-O-N-E-P-T.com for more information. New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area, nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by U.S. News and World Report and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's best hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. For more information, visit nyp.org today. Make a brilliant move to Vanderwater, luxury condominium residences in Morningside Heights. Discover an elevated approach to city living, a modern homage to old world elegance, breathtaking views of the Hudson River, Columbia University, and Riverside Church. Visit thevandewater.com today for more information. That's T-H-E-V-A-N-D-E-W-A-T-E-R.com. At Athletic Brewing Company, we've built America's first craft non-alcoholic brewery. We've created a lineup of award-winning non-alcoholic beers. Our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories. Athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active, but also loves to enjoy great-tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code ATHLETIC20 for 20% off your first order. All right, welcome into the Captain's Corner podcast, joined by the Captain's um and following a win so i guess we'll just get straight into football uh 21 to 20 win over harvard first time you guys won at harvard since 1995 so mike were you there i was there. i don't know if you guys want to like give me the play-by-play because i don't know it would sound much better coming from you guys i mean i think that it was just the first time uh pretty much all season that we had all three phases of the game working um you know, offense was able to move the ball, especially in critical situations. They were able to score, um, you know, do what they needed to do. They had great time of possession, um, you know, very efficient and everything. Defensively, you know, we finally worked out some kinks, uh, you know, made them kick field goals, you know, tried to take points off the board, you know, blocked three field goals. Um, so, you know, I think that was awesome for us. And special teams, you know, it was the first time in a while that special teams looked really, really good for us. Um, you know, Will Hughes went back there and decided to, you know, just kick the crap out of the ball. Mm-hmm. I think he averaged, what, like 49 yards in net, yep. which is yeah. ridiculous. That's crazy. It's, which is King. unreal. And his op times, I mean, it, I know that's kind of not something that's talked about a lot, but op times, op times was like 1-8 or 1-9. Wow. That's which elite. also was unreal. <laughs> he booted um, that one that was the touchback. The, I thought uh, it was yeah, like yeah, a 75-yard yeah. punt. Yeah, it was yeah. insane. No, <laughs> but no, he got it. Yeah, he was 64 and, like, I, correct me, it said it was kind of a blur, guys, as we uh-huh. kind of talked about yeah. off air, but like yeah. it, it looked like you guys had a chance to, to down it too, or did it roll straight in? Oh, no. He, listen, we. Or did, <laughs> just, he, did he just launch it? He launched that ball. It was right after a delay of game. We were out there. Right, and, right, um, right. That's why. We couldn't get the personnel we wanted on the field, so we had to take the delay of game. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, this is great. They now know what we're running. Like, I was just completely ready for them to send the house. And then they didn't. And Will goes back there and boots it, and I think it lands at, like, the 10-yard line. And meanwhile, our closest guy covering it was at, like, the 30. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, that's unreal. Billy but, Big Boot. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Big Boot. Billy Big Boot. <laughs> yeah. But if you guys have anything to add 
No, no I think you covered really, it. Yeah. You really covered it pretty I mean, well. let's go. I mean, we can go into a, a few more details. I mean, first of all, I mean, Scott, you, you, the block field goal that leads to Seth's return that mm-hmm. kind of sets up the, the game-winning score kind of, you know, you already had one block at that point in the game. What do you? What's going through your head while they're lining up on that one? Uh, I think the biggest thing was uh, just understanding the situation. It was a 50-yard field goal or like a 49-yard field goal. They had called. Yeah. They'd called a timeout beforehand because they kind of wanted to judge their decisions. I think it was like fourth and ten. Um, trying to f- was it fourth and ten? Fourth and. It was definitely fourth and long. Fourth and long. Yeah. They wanted to figure out what they wanted to do. If they wanted to punt it away, give their give their kicker a shot. Um, and that kind of gave us the idea, like, their kicker doesn't necessarily have the strength of the, the, foot, the, the leg strength to get, get it all the way there. So if it's coming out, it's coming out at a low angle. Mm-hmm. Um, in our first block kick, we had a, um, a block left called. Aaron Bremner got through clean, um, put his hands up, didn't did his job perfectly, and then this one we decided to change it to apex to where we'd have jumpers because we we thought about that low angle, um, and it, it worked out perfectly for us and it put Seth in a great position to field that ball and get our offense some more yardage. Talk about the game like the the last touchdown and the two point conversion. How great was it to see Luke, who had had two turnovers earlier in the game, kind of bounce back and be able to get that game winning score. It was it was great to see, it's, uh, and it's also like a testament to one of our team mantras: just Charlie Mike continue mission. You know, things went wrong for him, but we still he was still the key person in our in our personnel, and we needed him to continue to play. So just him making that play on, uh, uh, kind of improvising on a scramble drill, uh, and, and making that touchdown to put us in in position to to have that go ahead two point conversion was just phenomenal. And then to close it up, when you hear the play call in the huddle. What's going through your head with the two? Well, I mean, everyone knows what it is. I don't know if Scott and, and Mitch know, but that play has been in the making for like two years. We have had that play as that's like our go-to two-point play yeah. for the past two years. Two years, and we've never had never, to use it. Yeah, never had to use it, but we knew when and when they jumped off sides and we they were like, "Oh, we're going for two. We knew exactly what was coming. Uh, this play called sausage. <laughs> and, uh, it's definitely one of those plays too. Like I was lining up and I was like, "Let's see if this works." Like, <laughs> yeah, let's see if this works because it's a little like it's a little bit of a kind of a trick play. Yeah. So you're in there, you're like, "Okay, yeah. here we go." I'm, I'm, I, I mean, mean it they lo- covered it. So yeah, they did not play it how we thought they were. Yeah. It was all kind of messed up in shambles and Caden. Hell of a away. throw by Caden yeah. between two yeah. people. Ryan caught it, got in the end zone somehow with someone on him. So, yeah, I yeah, mean, it was, that was uh, just guys making plays. It, w- it wasn't so. pretty, but it, it worked. Yes, it did. Did it take a lot of convincing for Coach to go for it, or did, was it pretty automatic? Honestly, I have no clue. I have no idea. I ran off the field when they called the flag because I was like, we're not – like, I assumed that we were just going to decline the penalty. Right. And then I was yeah, hearing offense. I, thought I was too. like, oh, here we go. <laughs> 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 yeah. I was standing on the sideline, and I just – I'm like, oh, what's the penalty? I was, like, trying to figure out what it was. And then, you know, they called off sides. And I look back, and, you know, I just see Coach Bagnoli go, like, okay. And then he, like, flips his headset up, and I'm like, oh, we're about to go for this. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's Let's do it. (laughs) I heard a story. I don't know. This might need to be edited out. But I did hear a story that Coach Bagnoli said on the – uh, headset. He said, "We didn't come here to tie." He, he said that in the press conference. I heard I he said it. that on the headset when they were like, "Are we going for this?" He said, "We came here to win." Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I I agree with that. Sweet. Like, we have what we had four straight losses, or. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, got to put it on the table. Right. Point. It's like we got nothing to lose. Go dice. for it. Roll, Roll the, the dice. dice. Roll I the dice. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad he did. Working so. So glad he did. As seniors um, and captains, where does that leadership come in? Like, what was going through your mind? It's such a close game. You guys did just have a losing streak. You were trying to prove yourself. So, like, what was going through your brains? And, like, how are you leading 
the team during like a tough situation like that? I I think I think everyone did a very very good job this week, and I think it's just uh, our coach Frank, our strength coach, was kind of talking about this. Is you know we we did a for the past four weeks, five weeks, we have been drilling the same things our belief systems home like what we believe in and we never strayed from it and I think it was all just accumulation of all of that on the field and you, you kind of saw it in everyone's play no one gave up no one needed that extra level of motivation they knew what they wanted to do there was nothing that you're going to say to anyone that was going to flip a switch in their head that makes them go oh okay I want this drive this game winning drive no they wanted it from the beginning mm-hmm. um, and I think uh, that the the leadership portion of that I think we all did a, a good job of just sticking to the belief system, never straying, having faith in our coaching staff, having faith in the plan and going out there and executing um, from the very beginning of the game and for the past five weeks of just keep going, keep going, keep going, because really when tough times come around at, at the end of it all, there will be light at some point. You never know when that light will shine, but it will. So, Yeah, I love that. Anyone else have anything to add? He worded that perfectly, though. No, absolutely. Yeah, just good. the past couple of weeks, you know, they, they haven't gone how we wanted them to, but – after every game, we just say, keep fighting, fight. We have no other option but to fight. We can lay down or we can continue to fight. So, I mean, when things where adversity strikes, you just got to stay the course, keep fighting, and that's exactly what we did. And, you know, some things went our way, and we, we executed on some things, and, you know, we came out with a win. Awesome. So let's move into some shout-outs of the game. Who wants to start? We're I'll sitting go first. in a new position this I'll week. go first. I'm going to shout-out the long snapper, Parker Lefton. That was uh, mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I wanted it first. That's why I wanted it first. <laughs> he did a great job of, one, getting the snaps back there with incredible speed to help our punter get off that, the, an incredible op time. And then also on those field goals, uh, a lot our two-point conversion was set up because he, he changed up the timing of his snap. They started jumping, and uh, Parker realized that, and so he changed up that timing, drew him off sides, and it set up that extra two-point conversion. And it was incredible to see on film. So huge shout-out to Parker Lefton. I'll go next. Um, we already talked about it, but Will Hughes. Mm-hmm. I mean, for him to come in and be able to play at the level he did – uh, especially on a unit, the punt unit that had been struggling recently. Um, you know, just to have that confidence and to be able to execute the way he did. You know, flipping field position was huge in that game. You know, it was something that, I mean, I think that without that field position change multiple times, that's not a game we win. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that him being able to come in and execute it at a really, really high level, he's a huge part of the win that I think a lot of people don't really realize. I'll stick with the special teams thing we got going on. I'll go Carter McFadden. Yep, okay. Yeah, that was, yep, yep, that yep, was yep, exactly yep. who it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> who had a bunch, a bunch of crazy returns. That guy has a lot of, I'll say, bravery. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he has a lot. Uh, the, when he calls fair catches and when he doesn't are crazy. Yeah. So like, I'm back there sometimes, and there was one where there was a guy right there. I think the guy was like this. He had to have called a fair catch, and right. I missed it because, like, I mean, yeah, sometimes when he doesn't call a fair catch, it's crazy. But he had a couple of really good returns that set the offense up really well. Um, and I think that we had a pretty good field position all day. The defense had pretty good starting f- field position for the most part. So I think he was a large part of that. Hmm, for mine, hmm, y'all took all the ones that I was going to give. I guess they're <laughs> all special teams. Um, I'll give a shout-out to – I don't know what it is. I don't know what his, his stats were, um, but – I just – Ant Russo, so I felt – Yeah, I just saw he, had, him. he had eight tackles, one and a half TFLs. Yeah, I, yep. I didn't know exactly what his stats were, but every yep. time I looked up, I just saw Ant was making a play, he's running around the field. Everywhere. So, I mean, shout out to Ant Russo. Ant's just a football player. player. And, and he's a football so well. player, and he's he's dealt with a lot of injury. Um, a lot of adversity. A lot of adversity over the past couple years, so he's getting his time to shine now. So, um, shout out to Ant Russo. Absolutely. 
Um, I have a shout out of the game. Well, I don't know. The news came out today. Scott, Ivy League Defensive Player of the Week. That's yes, very sir. exciting. Yes, sir. Congratulations. What, what, was the, what was the stat line? 13, 13 one and a half and a pick. Ooh. And wow. block not kick bad. And, a, and a recovery. Yeah. 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 So what We're did not going to talk about the missed recovery. All right. All right. We're going to talk about that one. We'll talk about a bobbling in that one. Anyways, what did you guys see from Scott this week that um, just really, like, won you over? I mean, obviously the stats, but, like, I don't know. Just anything. just him being an animal, just running, <laughs> just running like a madman all over the field like he normally does, just making plays, um, just finding himself in just the right positions. Just, I don't know. He's a ball hawk, so. Just Scott being Scott. Kind of yeah. what, yeah. I mean, he's all over the place. It seems like every most defensive plays you look up, Scott's somewhere with the ball, like, near the ball, making a tackle, making a play. So, yeah, Scott leading the defense, doing a fantastic job as normal. Yeah, something I saw from covering Scott in high school um, his senior year is he has really good football IQ. Like, he just knows, like, where the ball is going to be, what to do. So I think, like, that's something, too, is, like, your IQ is great, along with your athletic abilities. But not everyone possesses that, like, IQ of the game. Also, shout out to Moyer for tipping the ball. Get me the interception. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. There you go. For sure. You guys were just, like, it's it's funny because, like, I'm sitting there watching knowing we're going to talk on Monday, and it's just, like, you know, you guys were just in the middle of everything. I was like, this is going to be great. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> like Moyer tips it. Valentis gets it. Valentis, you know, yeah. This is, like, that's all I'm thinking about is the content. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> Literally. I was, like, on Twitter. I was, like, refreshing, like, every two seconds. And yeah, so my not my surprised. not shout out to, is to the Harvard Wi-Fi, which nobody, <laughs> nobody at Harvard has to blame. But like that was like I was tweeting like it was like 2010. Like, <laughs> anything with a video on it would not attach. Post, so That's it was just crazy. like a lot of capitalization yep. <laughs> to enhance the excitement. Yeah. yeah. Well, two more games, Brown on the road and then Cornell at home. So what are you guys looking forward to to these last two games of the season? Just kind of finishing up strong. Um, they're too um, – the thing about this league, anyone could be anyone. So, mm-hmm. historically, people think of Brown and Cornell like, oh, they're not tough teams. But, no, those are yep. tough teams, and they play Agreed. people well. They have good players. So, um, you know, taking this, this road trip to Providence, uh, it's not not the greatest place to play. Um, so, it'll be a tough environment, but just kind of finishing the season strong. And I know for defense, I don't know if you know this yet, but we dropped a three in rush defense in the nation. So, yeah, our, goal's, our, goal, our goal is to get back to number one. So, um, that's that's what we're looking at this week and executing perfectly in order to get there. I would also just say kind of non-game related the next two weeks. I'm just looking forward. It's the last two weeks of the season. I, it's my last season playing football. So just kind of the last two weeks spending time with everybody, trying to soak up all you can the next yeah. two weeks. Yep. What, what are you – is, is, I don't know exactly how to phrase this, but what are you looking forward to on this last road trip? Like are you is it going to hit you on this road trip or is it going to be after you think? I don't think it will hit me much. Like, I'm not going to be very sentimental, I think, on, like, the last away game. I think that will mo- mostly just come the last game. Hopefully we'll get some clam chowder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the road. They uh, they had it last time. It was really good. But uh, I don't think I'll be too sentimental for the last road game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just focused on getting a win. Yeah. I, mean, I, want, I just point, want the win. I listen, want yeah. the win. The win and then everything yeah, else will come. Fair right enough. Exactly. Fair enough. Yeah, as much yeah. as, as nice it is. You know, as nice as it is to think about it and, and, you know, kind of reflect on, like, my football career and everybody's football career, at the, at the end of the day, I mean, it, to win is going to be a lot happier than if it goes the other way. Without a doubt. Yep. Obviously, this week's Veterans Day, too. Just wanted to touch base uh, because David Garland, uh, first year on the team in, in the School of GS, um, joined the team this year, and he's he's a veteran of the Army. So I just wanted to talk about, you know, what he's meant to the team and how you guys have 
you know gotten to know him what he's like because i know we're going to do a feature on him for for um veterans day but just so you forget your take on him while while it's topical uh you know david's an awesome guy um he's 27 years old um like you said he's first year first year college student but uh you know even though he's 27 he still he goes out there every practice every day grinds and loves it um and it's just some something that's super respectable it's like 27 years old you're on a college football field i don't know how he does after it. he hasn't played football yeah, since yeah. when 20 2014 15 i believe 2015 last time he played it's impressive yeah. it's impressive to I show mean, up and tell yeah. coach like hey coach i want to do this yeah. walk on no you might not be able to play but still come out to practice and give it your all every single day his attitude is incredible it is i mean just being in the d-line room with him he you know, whenever anything happens, you know, he's the first guy to always, like, you know, like run up to somebody on the sideline. You know, he works hard every single day. You know, he's battled some injuries. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's just attitude of just constantly trying to not only be a better player, but just be a better teammate um, and, you know, just bring positive energy to the team. is It's incredible. And he definitely has played a much larger part on the team than I think a lot of people might think. Yeah, he has a great attitude, brings great spirit to the team. Like I said, they – Walk on, gets limited reps, but he does. He on the field in the weight room. I see him working and and helping others. Uh, and and it's great. And the team the team has embraced him. I know uh, I'm not around him a lot uh, just because he's he's on the D line. But whenever offensive line and, and D line are are doing one on ones, there's been times where I've seen people just erupt down on the side of the field because <laughs> yep. David David one on one on one or something just like <laughs> just. But it, it's amazing to see his his um positive attitude and work ethic that he brings every day. Yep. Awesome. Well, now I do want to do a little, not segment, but I just want to point out some things that people listening can't see. Scott is wearing his <laughs> uniform, basically, that he said it would be in his costume last week. Oh, so I should have wore the black pants. You should have. It was a beautiful <laughs> day out, though. Had a, it's too, had a it is too warm. It's too nice. hot. It is way too warm way for too, pants. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's just way too hot for this time of year. I want it to be I, cold. It's I know. It is it's weird. That means it's going to be cold <laughs> until, like, June, though. Tomorrow's supposed to be 55, though. It's supposed to be Oh, that's, that's like my favorite weather. But it's the Monsters Ink shirt and the chicken and pickle hat. We scare because we care, baby. <laughs> and then Stu, I want to know what movie. your shirt stands for. It says Fool this on is it. it's F-O-O-L. Fool. It's the shirt that O linemen get every year. It stands for Fraternal Order of Offensive Linemen. I love that. And that <laughs> is provided to us by an alumni. Um, the tight ends get them as well, um, and our numbers are on the back. So these are shirts that we all love. We get them every year. So, so yeah. does the offensive linemen say like, what does their say? Mm. Not Fool. The tight, tight ends? ends. Yeah. No, they get the same thing. I so mean, fool. they're basically huh? half. Offensive line. I mean, don't get me it. started on this. Yeah, we're yeah. yeah, don't start <laughs> on this. This, this proves I'm heated. Yeah. The why do they get one? Huh? Then why do they get one? Because the offensive linemen feel bad for them. It's <laughs> I, they they can get a shirt, but they they <laughs> like to argue a lot that they're more offensive linemen than they are. They block, but if you can catch a touchdown, you are not an offensive. Line. <laughs> 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 yeah. So I, I'm going to be full disclosure before we go around. On the two-point conversion, because I couldn't quite see it, I didn't know if it, like one of the linemen ended up – like I didn't know if it was a tackle-eligible play on there, and then I saw Ryan come up with the ball. So at first I was like, is it like a big guy touchdown? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. Defense, it is a big guy touchdown. He does look like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow. was, like, like Ryan was saying like earlier, like there was a lot of people in front, and it was a little like, they kind of messed it up a little bit. So it was just like – just kind of like, all right, I saw the hands go up. I was like, who got it? Like, <laughs> No, I mean, yeah, I can see where that confusion comes in. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially you watch the You go run that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I had to hear that all all Sunday, all yesterday. 
big guy touchdown. You just that's, got, that's hilarious. I love it. You just got to break one next time yeah, and I prove mean, them all wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, that's been proven, though. <laughs> Look at my resume, man. That's all, that's all I got to say. All right, moving on. So, I, I don't know. I kind of like to touch on pop culture in here sometimes and then have, like, a, a little – question attached to it so first of all did anyone listen to drake and 21 Savage's album yeah and what are your thoughts on it um it was pretty good uh i enjoyed it There's some songs that i i mean i've been listening to uh, all day today um i think that well i don't even know how much you're trying i mean i don't know how much everyone's versed in this but tell me i no, um, have time no so i expected more from 21 savage honestly uh, i thought that drake was had too much of a, a part on it honestly i thought that it didn't necessarily cater to 21 savage uh, i think he could have had some some different beat selections and whatnot but for what it was it was good happy to get always happy to get some new drake some mm-hmm. new 21 savage so it's a good listen i, w- I would recommend yeah i'm not i'm not very well versed i just hear a song and i'm like oh that sounds good that sounds good <laughs> i do have a question though okay so we'll go around if um, you could have any two artists have a collaboration album like that, which two artists would you want it to oh, be? Oh, this is easy mm-hmm. for me. It could be any. any Baby Keem and Drake. Baby Keem and Drake. Yeah. I do love Baby Keem. I love Baby Keem. For me, it's definitely got to be Kendrick and J. Cole. <laughs> that's, that's something that people one. have wanted for that, that's years. A that would be a really years. good album. And people thought we were going to get it, but it just never happened. So I don't know. Hopefully sometime in the future. Yeah, J. Cole, Baby Keem, too. <laughs> just put Baby Keem on. Yeah, yeah just yeah. Baby Keem with anybody. Yeah. Stu, you go. Come on. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean. I would say something with Bruno Mars, but Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack and Silk Sonic were, uh, were unbelievable. So I don't great. know if it could be better than that with Bruno Mars going with somebody. So I'm kind of stumped. Bruno's a good one, though. I love, yeah. yeah. I'm a big Bruno fan. I've been listening to way more country than I have anything else That's recently, fine. so I'm trying to think. Let's hear it. God, country? Or yeah, it could be country. It doesn't have to be, like, mm. hip-hop. Oh, I mean, I think that I would just listen to an album by Morgan Wallen and Luke Combs on repeat mm. for 18 years. Yeah, 18 <laughs> but years. I'm not sure. That's just me. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Mike? Man, I'm going to date myself. Because <laughs> I don't know half the people you just talked about. <laughs> lost me. I mean, Drake, I, that, after that. I mean, I know J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar, too. Um, but a lot of these, like, little and babies and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, no, that's, uh, that's absolutely fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Dream collaboration. Wow. I, I, that could be, I don't know. Uh, come back to me. Okay. <laughs> What's uh, yours? I think mine would be Giveon and Drake. I don't know Ooh. if you guys okay, know the song good, yeah. uh, Chicago Freestyle. Yeah. Like just more songs like that. Giveon has like this real soulful singing voice. Like yep. he's so good. I don't know who Giveon is. You have to he's look great. him up. You ever heard he's the song like really tonight? Uh, what is it called? For tonight. Yeah, that's I, probably one of his most yeah, popular he, ones. Yeah, you'll have to look him up. Yeah. You probably yeah. have. You've, I don't know if you've heard. You've it, definitely heard one of his songs. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, so he's definitely been on the locker in on the yeah. locker room a couple yeah. times. Yeah. yeah, his voice is just like so good. So I think that would be my dream collab for now. That's just like the mood I'm in today. It could change <laughs> on any given day. Speaking of sounds from the locker room, I mean, I, I was walking. I was walking out one day. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and uh, there was there was some some Katy Perry going on. In oh. There. Yeah. Uh, was it a Wednesday? Yeah, it was Wednesday. Uh, yeah. Was it like makes, sense. <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. Girl Pop Wednesday? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
it's yeah, something it's like, like that. It's something like that. Yeah. We like to call it Alternative Music Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> alternative Music Wednesdays. Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> little, usually Wednesdays consist of, you know, I think we've had Katy Perry, Taylor Swift. Ooh, we'll get some Zach Bryan on there. Zach Bryan. Yeah. Um, that's hilarious. Morgan Wallen, you know, yeah. just switching it up. Try to have one day a week where it's not just, you know. <laughs> Rap music. But. Why Wednesdays? Yeah, it's, I don't it's know. Just it's just the middle of the week. Yeah, we're trying to break it up. Middle of the week, we're trying it's, to break it up. It's been something's going on before we've been here, so I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So. I appreciate you reminding me, because Mike actually texted me, and he goes, for, he's like, just so you know, <laughs> <laughs> they were playing some Katy Perry. This is good stuff for the podcast, and I completely <laughs> forgot about that. So It was a good segue. Yeah, so it was. It's a good job. And it takes me off the hook, too, because I still can't think of mine. Yeah, <laughs> it's a loaded question. Also, speaking of loaded questions, I swear we have so many on this podcast. Seltzer water, you guys were just arguing about it before like we started recording. What was that about? Let's, I, let's just, that. I just gave the statement that I do not like it's about, seltzer water. It's about Stu being afraid of bubbles. I don't <laughs> like seltzer water. Afraid. I don't like it. I can't drink it quickly, and if I'm thirsty, that's seltzer, all I want to water that, for. <laughs> listen, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to stick to it. Seltzer water is criminally underrated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like seltzer water is, like, like, really jumped unflavored. up. Unflavored. Ju- listen, any type of seltzer water is criminally underrated. And like we we I did joke it. before too, I have to throw it out there too. Is like we equi- we equated it to being like Ted Lasso, who yes. doesn't like bubbles either. So <laughs> Stu's got a new nickname too. Yeah, <laughs> you guys have Love a favorite a favorite uh, brand like San Pellegrino, Lacroix. You like Lacroix? Big San Pellegrino guy. No, I'm going Hal's. That's my favorite. Hal's is good. I like Polar. Polar's got a good selection. Yeah, I don't try these. Yeah, I haven't really tried any. The thing about San Pellegrino, they got like a bunch of different flavors. That I, I don't, I don't mess with the flavors. I just really? like, I like it unflavored. Are those the the big green? See, ones? I don't, I can't do unflavored. I like, yeah. yeah. Oh no, that's Perrier. Oh. No, no, no. Perrier no. is also in a green bottle. It's yeah, also okay. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, the colors confused yeah. me. <laughs> wow, Scott, unflavored. Uh, unflavored. I mean, it's solid. Like it's sparkling. I had to just a little. It doesn't have to be a bunch of flavors. Just a hint of something. Yeah. No. You ever had the house fruit punch? No. Oh. I've only that's had. Good. I've that only had that's that. That's going to change you your guys, life. Do you guys drink pop on like a daily basis? No. First of all, uh, it's pop. soda. Soda. <laughs> First of all, it's soda. We've been through uh, it. We've been this again. It's pop. I definitely could, but it's just. No, I forgot I how outnumbered so bad I am. You. Yeah, you're very outnumbered, so you might want to just stop. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I forgot how outnumbered so, I am. To tie it all together, Hal's used to have a cola flavored seltzer. What? And it was. I liked it because it almost tasted like a cola cola flavored seltzer. Just cola. <laughs> no, because it doesn't have like the caffeine or you know what I'm saying. The, the it, dye. Like, it, no, no, no. it wouldn't have the dye. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, 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 or yeah, the it's, sugar. Yeah, like it, has, the it still has zero calories yeah. and all oh, that. Okay, but like, okay, okay. it tasted like. Ever have like the Coke bottle gummies? Yes. yes. That's kind of what it tasted like, and it was no it was way. delicious. Yeah. Wow. They need to bring well, it back. Well, I feel house. like a taste Yeah, house, bring it back. House, bring it back. If you're listening, house sparkling water for the pre-promotion, bring it back. Speaking of, if you're listening, chicken and pickle. If you're listening, come sponsor us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I saw an Instagram post this weekend and sent it to Scott. Like immediately, this athlete in Wichita had like a PR box from Chicken and Pickle, Pickle, and it's so fake that we haven't received one. I know. Where's ours? Where's ours? I need to call in some. some We just need to at them. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly. No, I'm pretty sure Scott's dad. Um, on Twitter was like yeah he added up yeah, he's yeah. like oh and Scott talking about chicken and pickle so I don't understand why this podcast isn't sponsored by them exactly well any other hot takes that's what I want to talk about this week too we haven't done that in a while so what are some things that have been just like on your mind or things that have come up in the locker room 
We haven't been debate with Woodley not in the locker room. There's been a lot less mm. debates, debates going yeah. on. We got to bring him back <laughs> for an episode. That would be fun. <laughs> Woodley. I don't know. It, you can't put – I don't think you could put me, Woodley, and Scott on an episode. That would, <laughs> that would no. devolve. Woodley just likes to disagree with me that on would, everything. Woodley that would was way more contained on this podcast. Like, Woodley yeah. kept yeah. it pretty tight on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't He didn't let himself – I mean, he didn't give all of his No, takes. actually, speaking of that, we actually renewed the um, – how many people would it take to kill an orca? No, he's you, you no. Put this a, yes, this yes. Yeah, we in the stretch circle, on oh he said, gosh. he said, one person, you just jump in its blowhole. <laughs> he's I, actually ridiculous. <laughs> and I was like, all right, so what? The one person is just gonna die with the whale? He's like, I mean, yeah. Like, and then he, no, he also argued that if you took ten people and you got a net, and you had the ten <laughs> people dive on the whale. <laughs> that the ten people could take the whale down, but then I made the argument that, that the whale is just going to dive underwater and drown everybody, and then it just devolved into a screaming fest. And <laughs> that's actually insane. That is crazy. Willie is actually ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't believe the stuff he says. There's no, no way he actually no, believes no, that no one person chance. could do that. He can't, Not he a can't believe what he says. He can't believe. Oh my gosh, says. hook him up to lie detector. I guarantee. <laughs> I guarantee he fails. Interesting. Okay, so then moving on. Um, I, I feel like I should ask you guys because I always have people that want to come visit this area. So what would you say is like your perfect day, like spent around campus, like restaurants to go to coffee shops, like around campus or campus just in the or city? like upper west side, like campus in this area? I'll what be would honest. You tell whenever people, people come and visit me, I normally kind of, I like go to like central park. Yeah. Or, or like, or like Lincoln square yeah, yeah. or West village. There is a restaurant that I found recently. Well, actually, my girlfriend introduced me to it. The Mermaid Inn. I think it's on 84th Oh, in wow, Amsterdam. so it's pretty close. Okay. Yeah, it's not too bad. 84th in Amsterdam. It's a fantastic seafood spot. Really? Expensive. Yes. Uh, it's not, I mean, it Normal pricing? much on par with yeah. a seafood spot in New York. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's not bad, but it's definitely somewhere that I'm, I'm definitely going to take my family there next mm-hmm. time they come up. So, mm-hmm. Or it could be anywhere in the city. West honestly. Village, great restaurant called Emily. The one where you can't make oh, sauces. Yeah. Oh, sauces. Can't make, I think we talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. you, you decided you want to put honey mustard on a bacon, egg, and cheese. That's delicious. <laughs> Try it that out. is the most it's criminal delicious. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so good. I feel like whenever people come, I feel like I have a pretty good recipe if they've never been to the city. Oh, I want to hear so it. Same, same. So they come, and then you wake up. like the. Well, this is just a one-day thing. You have brunch in the morning. And then bottomless, bottomless brunch. Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> Got to be bottomless. Uh, yeah, be exactly. Bottomless. So you, yeah, you start there, and then from there, you normally ca- try to go somewhere a little more downtown, and then you go from there to Central Park, and then you go, you hang out in uh, is it Hudson Yards in Central Park? There's a couple, there, but in Central Park, you go hang out in Central Park. Sheep's Meadow. Sheep's, Sheep's Meadow. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Sheep's Meadow in Central Park, and you hang out there, and then you go back, get ready, and then a comedy show at night. Oh, uh, you know. Okay, speaking of comedy shows, I saw this one where it's like a hundred fifteen dollars a ticket, and you get unli- you get a three course meal with unlimited drinks, and the drinks are like different types of cocktails and whatever, and it's two hours of comedy. You that's sit down all, at a table. A deal. Oh, that's it's a like, deal. Yeah, that's great solid. deal. That's, a, that's real how solid. Much? hundred fifteen a ticket. That's not for terrible. a three I mean, course meal and, and, and then unlimited food. drinks, and the drinks, drinks are like espresso martinis so and different stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially. Especially with in two hours. And the entertainment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. a good deal. Yeah. Well, question. I know this isn't like one of our last episodes, but like since we're on the topic, what's something that you want to do in New York that you may have not gotten to do or something that you definitely want to do this year, like before you graduate? 
I'll start. <laughs> I want to go to a Broadway show. I haven't gotten the chance yet. Mm-hmm. Um, just because freshman year, 2019, I was still trying to you know adjust to being a college mm-hmm. athlete and everything, so I didn't get the chance. Then we got sent home, and Broadway shut down entirely. Yeah. Uh, and then you know came back and kind of dove right back into being you know football player and that a student athlete. So I haven't really had the chance to do it, but that's definitely something that I want to do. What uh, show? Soon. Oh, I mean. <laughs> realistically or my dream show dream show dream oh, show hamilton. and then okay yeah i want to see hamilton mm-hmm. realistically i know that that's not that's not going to happen anytime soon but um i also kind of want to see the lion king oh that's that's so, a perfect one. one lion king and then eventually some sometime down the road or if i get lucky hamilton i would suggest for any michael jackson fan out there mj the musical like literally had my roommate and i in like tears like it was so good it literally felt like he was on stage i guess i had to see it it was like standing ovation like literally in the middle of the show people were standing up and clapping so i that's something i would suggest and i've seen um lion king on broadway and i would put mj the musical over that surprisingly it was so good i can't speak highly about it like enough so I definitely want to try a Michelin star restaurant. Ooh, okay. There's one, there's a Japanese ramen place. Um, I can't remember the name of it. I have in my saves that I want to try. I feel like I'd just be graduate. disappointed by one of those. No, maybe. Well, maybe, that's because you need too much. They're <laughs> not going <laughs> to give you enough food. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go wow. and be like, I'm paying this much for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do, I do want to try because, I mean, like, Michelin star is a big yeah, deal. The experience. Yeah, experience. See yeah. how good it is. Got to get yeah. the experience. Honestly. For me, I think. Um, I always see people go on these helicopter tour rides over the city, mm-hmm. and I think doing something like that would be really cool. Um, I was going to in the past, but I ended up not going, so I think I want to do that before uh, my time in New York is, is is over, I guess. Um, I would say that I want to see a stand-up comic in Madison Square Garden. Okay, Ooh, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. I've, I've seen Billy Joel play there. I went to his concert in Madison Square Garden, which is really cool, but I do want to see a stand-up. Do you think that MSG might be too big of a venue for No, Kevin Hart question. sold it out. Nah, I would want to sell it out. I, I think people are doing it, but I understand what Mitch is saying. Like, yeah. is it, are you going to enjoy that in that yeah. type of atmosphere? Like, is it, are you going to connect with Yeah, the normally yeah. it's in more intimate spaces. Like, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Remember, we were on the bus coming back from, it was Georgetown, I think, and Dave Chappelle was going to be at um, the radio, radio, City. radio City Music yeah. Hall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like uh, a smaller, been smaller venue. Yeah, should have been no, but those, the guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. only comics that can, that are good enough to do a big arena right. do that. So, like, it would be like a Bill Burr who, like, he's good no matter what. Kevin Hart. Stu, yeah. who's your favorite comedian? I feel like you're a big Either, comedy guy. I love stand-up comedy. Either Bill Burr or Dave Chappelle. I love them both. What about Tom? <laughs> wait, you don't have Tom Segura up there? I'm not. I don't. He's not one of my favorites. Well, okay. Really? I got to go with Dave Chappelle with Stu. Yeah, Dave Chappelle. I mean, Dave Chappelle's fantastic, yeah. of course, but. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good ones. Would you guys ever do like a stand up open mic? No way. no way. That is no? so that is so hard to do. I'm my brother this with. doesn't this doesn't actually count as it, but my brother every the day before Thanksgiving does a like a stand up with all of his friends, which wow. is basically just a roast. Oh, that's and <laughs> we've done that for the past two or three years. And so that I'll be doing that again this year. So that's fun. But no, I would never actually never. get on the stage. <laughs> Wow, not even like a small, super small venue. That no. might make it scary. I'm not brave enough That's for true. that. That's true. That would make yeah, right? it scarier. <laughs> would you ever do that, Mike? No. no. Yeah, I don't I'm think not, I would no. either. Yeah. No. I mean, a couple podcasts I'm listening to now, um, it's called Fly on the Wall. It's Dana Carvey and David Spade. They talk to hosts of Saturday Night Live. Like, people, uh, cool. they're just associated with the show, and they give you, like, behind-scenes stories. And, like, they all talk about 
the anxiety level of all these stand-up comic comics and stuff like that and the pressure of doing live shows every week and i'm just like yeah no i'm good yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right well i don't have anything else this week um yeah it was a fun time so also i do have a little story to tell real quick it's about ryan's instagram post I oh. sent it to him because he he said the word stay the course mm-hmm. like literally in this podcast today and that was his Instagram caption and I had a TikTok go viral of me helping my little brother with his caption and I said something about how it's very basic but all the athletes are using it and it was stay the course <laughs> and and then Ryan used it and I was like I sent it to him I was like shut up like this is great. this is so ironic is and that he the said name it, of this podcast episode there we go there we go there we go stay the course man. yeah so I mean great just, minds think alike yeah it's just a great mantra to have you know mm-hmm. get you through life get you through any any situation it really does that was awesome that was perfect yep well thank you guys for joining us again this week always a pleasure so thanks for coming on thanks thanks for thanks for you guys. thank you thank you all right, another week down. Aaliyah, what'd you think? It was it was a fun one. I feel like we were all over the board with our topics this week, and you know, it was it was interesting. So I definitely definitely had a lot of fun, like always. Yeah, it was good to be back on. Uh, Columbia takes on Brown this Saturday, November twelfth at twelve early start. Wow! So get your set your alarms. Even yeah. with even with daylight savings time, it's still a 12, 12 start. <laughs> Um, it's going to be on ESPN plus. So make sure you catch the game. Uh, Columbia looking to clinch a 500 record, uh, with, for their fifth, looking for their fifth win of the year. Um, obviously spirits are high, so hopefully, um, it goes well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, I can't believe there's only two more games left of the season. Yeah. The season is just flown by. Yeah. Yeah. And we try to get the guys to be a little bit sentimental, but they're not having that. They're just like (laughs) focused on their, their laser focus as they should be. So that should be a good sign going into the weekend. Yeah, exactly. And we'll, we'll get that that sentimental stuff probably after the season we'll, we'll have them on for yeah that. for sure so uh thanks for listening today as always uh if you if you want to share it with your friends find us on columbia athletics on spotify or wherever you get your 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 podcasts uh we'll be back next wednesday with a brand new episode leading up to the season finale against cornell Ooh. so we got two episodes left wow and that's a wrap and then we go on to the morningside hoops which debuted this week as well so you, you know podcast season isn't over after football it's always season. podcast season yeah <laughs> so in more ways than one for Aaliyah Funchell I'm Mike Kowalski thanks for listening we'll be back next week